What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, Zachary Park. What's up? What is up, indeed? You threw me off a little there. You looked at Zach know, while you did. were saying my part. I forgot what right it left. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, was, I thought for a, a second that I had forgotten which side was which, and I was like, am I on the left? I thought <laughs> right when you were going to say, what's up, everybody, everything, the mics would just explode. That's what I was waiting for. Like, I thought that would be perfect comedic you know, timing, considering. <laughs> considering why we're sitting here today, I wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Damn it. So, so this is actually... In the a, switchboard is on fire, but like not a big raging up? fire. Yeah, you don't notice like it for a little, little bit. Like a little small fire. Like smoldering. Seriously. For the, We joke about all this because we are sitting here for the second time recording this episode. <laughs> Literally the first time ah. in our now 90 episode history of Team Chat Podcast that we had to re-record an episode due to technical... Can That's actually a, 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 uh, amazing. That's, <laughs> it's not bad at all. It's actually great. Through 90 episodes, we never had technical difficulties. Can no. we officially title this one episode? Episode 90.5. 90 and a half. Yeah, then, 90 then and a half. Get confusing. Yeah. 90 <sighs> and a half. Just call it 100. Come on. <laughs> Skip it. Like it. We've got 100. Technically, we could if we counted bonus odes. Hey, we have 99 <laughs> items on iTunes. <laughs> See, that's Just what I mean. Saying. Oh, wait, do we really? 99 items. Why? Because what we are have, the other items? We have, we have bonus odes. Oh. Nine have the bonus odes. The theme song was oh. the very first thing we posted up, yep. and then we're on episode 90. Yep. So oh, technically, okay. in iTunes, we'll be this hitting be ep- number 100. 100. Yay, happy. Is it items? I think it's items. Items, songs, tracks, <gasps> content. We're, we're yeah. almost podcast octogenarians. I know it. It's crazy. Here we it's sit. Crazy. Man, it's a crazy time. But yeah, so episode 100, the actual one, is coming up 10 episodes away now. Whew. What are we going to talk Whew. about on episode 100? I don't know. we got to play something big. Well, in case you did not know, the Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing to our YouTubes. YouTubes? YouTubes. YouTube. YouTube. YouTube yeah. and iTunes. There's the plural I was looking for. Channel. <sighs> and if you want to support the show, you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash team chat podcast where it's for as little as a dollar a month. Four quarters, as we said in the first episode airing of this one. That's all. Oh, it's all gone. Quarters. It's all lost now. We it's don't a have fun our little analogy. We, gag. we I know. don't it was have a funny bit. I know. Quarters, we had like man. quarters. We were doing like physical showing yeah, of how little it. a dollar <laughs> looks when you talk about we're it. Like second four quarters. Gear. I know. You, you muddled up the intro. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last time you did it was Yeah, no, last time it was perfect. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good now. I'm pretty good about it now. But some those, You know, I think we'll feel better if we just shit on Jared the Yeah, it's really just to get our insecurity. I know, I know. It's my fault we're in this situation. I understand that it's my fault we're in this situation. If you weren't always drinking on the job. <laughs> but anyway, you can support the show on patreon.com for as little as a dollar a month. You, we will give you the episode early before its general Tuesday release and access to our private Team Chat Podcast Discord server. We do have an update on the song contest because when we were recording... The first episode, Jesus. Zach was able to correctly <laughs> guess the song. Right. That's right. <laughs> from the hint given to us hit. by Cody Peck, which was just part of the cleanup crew. And I said, first I said division. And I said no. no. I Although said, I congratulated you because that was a very good pick I know, up on the cleanup, they cleanup crew. crew. Yeah. And then I said Super Mario Sunshine. That's and right. And he was right. Yeah. I Super Mario Sunshine. I couldn't games. believe it. Yeah. yeah. So I win and you'll hear a hint. At the end of this episode. Boom. Right? Which has been a while since you've given a hint. It has been. So, Can it also be from Super Mario Sunshine? Yeah. Well, not now. Trick question. Yeah, trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Same game, two weekends in a row. All right. But the topic of today's... So, yes, yeah, stick around at the end of the episode where you will hear the song contest hint for this week. All right. But the topic for today, once again... <laughs> Is in the spirit of Halloween, we're getting full into it. Last year, we only did one episode of Halloween-y wise based on just horror games. This year, we're going to try to do two episodes based on scary things. So the, today's topic is our favorite or memorable video game monsters. Yep. So yeah, doesn't this Zach is so ready? He's so ready. He's really ready. The last time we did it, I was like, I was so into it. I know. Stuff. I just gotta get back into you it. You can change all of your answers. You can make crap up yeah, on the fly. It's it's on the fly. That's the wonder. That's the wonders yeah. of Team Chat Podcast, right there. The Grave Mine from Halo Two. I was thinking about that. Well, why don't you start with that? No, no. Because I don't know what that is. Okay. I like your. Are you sticking with it? I liked your three as well. I like my. I liked the first one the best. Okay. 
Okay. Well, Number then why don't you tell us what the first one was? Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> lead, for two people that don't us. know, <laughs> can't wait to drop this bomb on you. <laughs> this, this is a, uh, it's not necessarily a monster. <laughs> I don't know how to tell it because you already know. That's fine. They don't know. They don't know. I'll talk to the audience. Uh, So it's not necessarily... Well, it is a monster. It's a monster. And it comes from one of the most popular video games of all time. Uh, Any guesses? Uh, My guess would have been Mario, but I I was wrong. It's from Pokemon, you fool. (laughs) You can't see it, but my brain is exploding right now. So it's one of my favorite Pokemon, and it's pretty monster-esque because of its girth. uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, in the argument can be made that the Pokemon are, in fact, monsters. Right, we talked about this. Pocket monsters. monsters. That's what it's short for. Exactly. Exactly. So they totally fit within this topic. totally fit. Yes. uh, I don't think Snorlax would fuck. (laughs) 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 Shit. Damn it. Keep going. Cats out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. God damn it. Whatever. All all I was going to say is that you encounter this Pokemon in red and blue on the bridge and you can't get around them. And yeah, it's Snorlax. And that's Snorlax. That was an accident. I didn't mean to do that. I don't care. It was funny though. I I enjoyed it. All right. So Snorlax, explain your reasoning, good sir. Snorlax is one of my favorite Pokemon. And I don't know why. I think everyone picks their favorite Pokemon for different reasons and probably don't exactly know why. Probably because you're cute and you like the cute run, like Boba Shore. Hey, Bulbasaur is excellent. Bulbasaur How is dare excellent you? Grass type Pokemon? He is a grass poison type. When he evolves, I, he's uh, wonderful. I just love Snorlax. I like Pokemon that don't have evolutions, like Ditto and, and Snorlax and Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan? Kangaskhan? Genghis um, Khan? No. Gosh, no, now I <laughs> can't Kangish remember Gang? his correct terminology. I can only think it's of like Genghis Khan. It's like a play on Genghis yeah. Khan. It, yeah. Like I can visualize it, yeah. but I can't think of what his actual name is. The legendary birds, Zapatos, Moltres, mm, yes. and Articuno. Those are like, I just like Pokemon that don't, I don't know, like, that's interesting. Because most now, Pokemon have evolutionary stages. Are you aware that they retroactively created an evolutionary stage for yes, Snorlax? Yes, that little thing called count. Munchlax. Uh-huh. Right, it doesn't count I though. Count like in my mind, Snorlax is its own thing. Yeah. He is born Snorlax. He is Snorlax. He remains Snorlax, Snorlax for the duration forever. of what I can imagine is like an elephant's lifespan. Mm-hmm. I assume he lives for I'm a sure very long time. you can find time. that information on, on the <laughs> Pokemon Wikipedia. <laughs> Snorlax <laughs> lifespan. lifespan. I'm sure someone came up with a number <laughs> for good reasons. For good reasons. <laughs> Probably hard to dispute. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just love, I always loved Snorlax. I loved like, he's like in between like a cat and a like sumo type. And a bear. And a bear. He's like a cat bear like sumo a cat bear. wrestler. Yeah. Yes. And he's sleepy. sleepy. Like a cat. Yeah, he's super sleepy. And you have to, you like encounter him. And he's one of the few Pokemon that you see in the game before you come up to it, you know, before you find it in the field. Like you actually see him like, you know, art rendered into the, uh, the game itself. So you come up onto him and you have to find a pokey flute to get around him, which is like a nice little fun side. He's like a side mission in and of itself. He's, he's very like prominent as a thing in the game. Mm-hmm. And I guess they knew like, I guess they pushed Norlax a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, you can only, well, I, know, I was going to say you almost see him on a cover or something, but you can't. No, it's Blastoise or Charizard or some shit. I can't remember. <laughs> who do you get the poke flute from? I have no idea. I don't remember that. Whole I can't show. remember. Got to replay it. Got to replay it. Yeah, well, it's in all it's in all of the good <clears throat> Pokemon games. Snorlax always is. You always encounter him yep. on the road. It's in the, it's like, in the, wow. it's in the uh, TV show too. Exactly. Can't move and it's a classic. And he's a Isn't it like in like the first ten episodes yeah, or something he's of the he's very just a first Pokemon, Pokemon show there yeah. ever was? And he's powerful. He's got the he's got plenty. He's like a body slam. He can go to sleep and regain health. He's like a powerful Pokemon that he you want to capture. I remember just being like obsessed with trying to capture Snorlax. And when you run into somebody that's using a Snorlax that's really high level, you're just like, God yeah. damn it. Just might as well forfeit has, this fight already. He has so much health, and it yeah. takes for freaking ever to kill him. Yeah. And he's normal type. Yeah. And normal types don't have a lot that works really well against them. They're except, right. of course, fighting type. Yeah. As we are all are familiar, right, yeah, Jared? Absolutely. Yeah, right, Jack? Sure. You played. all knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all discussed that. Everybody knows all of the details of the in-depth uh, compatibility as it were charts yeah mm. i think we all know what they what they look like and how the introduction of dragon type and fairy type threw everything out of whack mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely everybody knows that <laughs> totally all the people even people like me who haven't played i just know it yeah i assumed as much yep 
Just, right. you know, it just seeps in. All this knowledge, you guys talk about it so much, and I just I just seep it all in. We almost never talk about Pokemon. Yeah, but Jared's still, never played Pokemon. I, I think you're bullshitting us. <laughs> bullshitting is how you get by in this world. Yeah. yeah. So, That's you true. know, it's totally fair that I would be able to do that. All right. So what's your number two, then? Why don't you So my number two? three, no oh, B and S. Oh, that's right. Shit. Man. Yeah. I'm all over the place. It's all over the place. I'm all over the place. <laughs> this is why I sit in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I wear the crown <laughs> upon my head. Yeah. Lord Jared. Heavy lies the crown. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, my number three favorite monster or memorable monster is one of the earliest monsters that I ever encounter uh, coming up against in my video gaming history. It takes place from one of my favorite first-person shooters, the game that got me into first-person shooters, and that is Star, Star Wars. Wars. <gasps> Dark Forces. No, I yes. forgot the yeah. second part. I was going to say. Well, the... I mean, you got the Star Wars part. I so did. That's good. So that's I knew, good. Oh, I've talked I about this game a few times. Oh, yeah. A few times in the history of this show. Yeah. But the, the monster is the Kel Dragon. Ooh. And so it comes what's in this, play. Let's wait a minute. Slow down, Jared. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> So for those of you like these two who are not You're familiar going too fast. who are not familiar with the Star Wars universe and all the wonders that it contains, the Kel Dragon is what is kept aboard. Uh, it's a pet of Jabba the Hutt, and it's kept aboard his private uh, starship, which you are taken to as a captive in Dark Forces. You have bounty. Jabba has a bounty on your head. You're Kyle Katarn in this in this game, and he has placed a bounty as your on your head. And so he obviously finds you at some point in the game, takes you on his ship, and then is like, "Well, you know what? I got you. So now I don't have to pay a bounty hunter, but I am going to kill you mm. by trying to feed you to this Cal Dragon." Why doesn't he ever try to kill people in more efficient manners? You know, you'd think he would. Well, he did ultimately learn his lesson because well, not only he die, he did. Well, see, that's <laughs> what I mean because he feeds you to this, and obviously you beat this monster. And then yeah. he try, and then he tries to feed Luke to the Rancor in Return of the Jedi. Luke kills the Rancor, and then he's like, "You know what? This is you know what? I'm really pissed. I'm going to feed you guys to another big, huge beast, an even bigger one, the Sarlacc." In the is great, that the thing in the sand? Yeah. Okay, great, I was about to say, wait a second, one of those things is not like the. And others. then they wind up killing him there, and then Boba Fett eventually, if you believe the expanded universe, which still exists, and I believe as hold true as Star Wars gospel truth, Boba Fett kills the Sarlacc and escapes. So yeah, I think Boba, he died. Uh, Jabba, the, <laughs> Jabba the Hutt and his history of trying to use monsters to dispatch his enemies has not gone well for him. But anyway, so you're dropped into this pit with this Kel Dragon, and being that you were a captive and a prisoner, you have no weapons with you. So this is one of the things that made it the more a more memorable monster fight is you literally had to punch this thing to death. That's right. Which is ridiculous yeah. if you think about it. So you, this giant monster, this Kel Dragon, comes up and charges at you. And all it can do is bite you. And if you get too far away from it, it will jump at you and bite you, which does more damage <laughs> because it jumped and smacked you and all this other stuff. But you literally just have to run around, running around it, and punching it. <laughs> Straight and up. And now remind me, why don't your other moves work on it? Well, because but you don't have any weapons. Because you just took away your Wait, guns. so the Jedi are useless. Well, he's not a Jedi. Unless, okay, so, oh, okay. so he's, he doesn't know he's force sensitive. Oh, right, yeah, right. But he might right, be. In right. later in later Dark I'm Forces force games. <laughs> you're, see, you're good. You're you're sticking with the timeline here. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you're remembering I all this. Oh, I can I could do the whole thing. So <laughs> so Kyle Katarn later in later uh Dark Forces games determines uh, is discovered that he is a Jedi force sensitive and trains to become a Jedi Knight. So we were assuming when we recorded this first time, maybe he was able to like super punch, super power right. his punches. That's right. I like Unno- that theory. Annoyingly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, like I like it too. too. <laughs> I like it too. It makes a lot of sense. It helps kind of cover up that very obvious plot hole of punching a dragon to death. Oh, I'm sure those scales. One yeah, punch, they had to like, hurt well, really I'm hard. Not it's got spikes on yeah. it. So yeah, I would, I would have to assume that a little more at play than just a random old punch. Yeah. So, but yeah, because of the, and then, so after you kill the Kel dragon, you're able to retrieve your weapons and you fight uh, Jabba's crew and the rest of it. And a few more Kel dragons, which you are able to take out a lot easier once you have your weapons back. But, uh, but yeah, so Can the Kel you dragon choose one. to continue to punch them if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. It's old, I mean, you, sh- sure. you, can play the whole, you can play the whole game by punching people. Why aren't you playing it that way? Because uh, Please do a Let's Play where that. you play it with only your that fists. That would be funny. That I would be that. so yeah. funny. I have it on the, uh, uh, the cursing. I have it on the PS. On the PS. It's, a di- it's a PlayStation Network digital game, and I have it for the PS3. I think. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, get on it. I, w- I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see the I whole game. Money fists, for that. Or fists only. <sighs> That'd be 
That'd be hard. There's some big bosses later on that yeah. it would be. You could probably like firefights Could too, you right? punch yeah. Darth you Vader? Like duck, you don't just... actually fight Darth Vader oh. in this one. Useless. Yeah. Mm. But I'm glad you knew that name. Yeah. I'm glad He's you knew right that there. name. I've seen the movies. Well, you act like you know nothing of it. So I'm just <laughs> I just don't know about the lore of the kill dragons. <laughs> I can't know everything. Uh, well, nah, that's true. It's hard to know everything. It's in a very expansive universe, yeah, so well, I'll give you that. Yeah. So what is your number three? Well, last time I led up to it, and you guys guessed it. wrong. So no. I'm going to see if you guys can get it right this time. Okay, okay so oh, it's yeah, from... It's like, well, let's, let's see. Dragoon. No, it's not. It's from a different Legend of. You get one more oh, guess. Right, right. Legend of Link. Legend of Link. <laughs> Legend of Zelda. I yes, it's from the Legend of Zelda. Zelda's a cool guy. <laughs> I you know, I was that kid. I was that kid so when I played my first ever. I think it's hard not to be. Yeah, because <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Zelda, you, you play as Link. It. And yeah. so yeah. the first game I actually ever played was Link's Awakening, and mm. Zelda technically wasn't in it. Like you were in this kind of alternate. Why, why did they call it the Legend of Zelda? I'm like, he's pretty not good at being a hero. <laughs> Because you suck. You're like a kid, but whatever. That's yeah. beside the point. So this is one of the most memorable and uh, perseverant. I don't think that's a word. I get it, though. What's a better word for that? Pervasive. pervasive. Oh, yeah. One of the more pervasive creatures of all the Le- Le Legend of Zelda series from Ocarina of Time and onwards. It is... It's like the Handman. God, you guys suck. <laughs> no, it's the Redeads, you idiots. Oh, what did you do? The Handman. We talk about both. We talked about both of them. So th- for this one, I'm actually going to lump them together because I have another one that we're going to do later <laughs> that you guys haven't heard of. You. Yes. Right. So this is kind of a They're double creepy. whammy. This is Redeads and Dead Hand, and Dead I forgive hand. you <laughs> for getting it wrong because they sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> so Redeads are first encountered, I believe, in Ocarina of Time, and of course, you're like kidling when you first run into a redead. Mm-hmm. And they're a really scary creature because, A, they look like weird, deformed mummies. And when you encounter them for the first times, you're always in a very scary part of the game. Like you're either in the royal family's tomb or you're in the spirit temple. You're never in like a good sunlit safe area you're usually underground in the dark there are wall masters and floor masters everywhere and you're just like this is horrible and i want to cry and go home (laughs) and then you enter a room and in the distance perhaps you see this weird looking thing that's not moving and you're like okay this usually isn't good I'm not really hearing a lot of music either. This can't be good either. And so you approach them because you're like, maybe I can just go around it. Mm-hmm. Joke's on you. You can't. Redeads will animate as soon as you get within a certain amount of distance from them, and they will turn on you, unhinge their jaw in ungodly terror, and shriek at you. And poor Link gets so scared that he can't even move, so he gets paralyzed. And so like you're shaking to your core there for a second, <laughs> literally shaking in your boots. And if the Redeads are close enough, up to you, they latch onto you with all of their many limbs. They only have four, but it seems like a million. Right. They latch onto you and suck the life right out of you. Damn, Depending horrifying. on how many hearts you have, you may or may not survive. Uh, later in the game, it's really hard to die to a redead. But the point is, they're really, really scary. And when you encounter them for the first time, you're terrified. They continue to be a strong element of the series in Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time. I actually can't super remember if they were in Twilight Princess. I don't think they were. I don't think because they were either. Because I don't know what you're talking about. And I but can't your favorite think rendition of is from Wind Waker. Uh, Wind Waker mm-hmm. Correct. So my favorite rendition is from Wind Waker because they're these weird looking things with like the really long earlobes and huge mm-hmm. earrings and their eyes are just black holes and when they animate they get red pinpoints Ooh. in them and when they unhinge their jaw to shriek at you it's huge and you're just like wow this is the most horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. And actually I don't think we talked about this previously when you uh, eventually do get, at least in Wind Waker, the mirror shield. Mm-hmm. If you can deflect light onto them, it temporarily paralyzes them. Oh, that's cool. And so it's just a fun little fun fact. You can temporarily disable them with some mirror light, uh, and sometimes you hit them by accident when your shield is on your back, and it's very silly. But the most <laughs> fun thing about the Redeads is that in Majora's Mask, if you're wearing, I think there's like three different masks that'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like the Captain's Hat... 
and a couple of others I can't remember off the top of my head. But they, uh, if you wear the masks when you're approaching Reeds, they will dance for you. Aww. And they dance in beautiful pirouettes. Nice. And oh, one of them does like the um, Russian style where they do like this and then oh, do the kick like out thingy. Out. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Bam, bam, yeah, and they'll bam, just bam, dance bam, and bam, dance bam. and dance and they won't attack you. And it's like, That's this nice. is the best. <laughs> now I feel safe. Yeah. yeah, so you just have to go incognito and you can get right past them. The same cannot be said for Dead Hand. Mm. So I did show you the horrors of Dead Hand yes, last time. He is a monster that should never have gotten out of hell. No one's really sure how he did. It's unclear if Ganon created him with his infinite evil or if he's just out and about roaming the woods for funsies, looking for poor little kids like Link to just utterly destroy. Hmm. So Dead Hand is so named because of his grotesque white hands, sometimes many of them, that come out of the ground, latch onto your skull, and then do horrendous damage to you. And Dead Hand also has a horrifying visage. Uh, he looks like he's probably covered in blood, but he's also white, like kind of like a naked mole rat. Mm. Come to life, but huge and gross and with many hands that will kill you. And when you encounter Dead Hand for the first time, you just... Don't even know what to do other than maybe call your mom because that's cry. about and cry. Yeah. Crawl, uh, curl up into the fetal position. I mean, that's what I do whenever I encounter <laughs> dead hand. So the Redeads and their older brother, dead, dead hand. hand, not actually related, uh, but in thematically they're related. They, got, hand was they both creepy. have dead in their names. Yeah, exactly. so, you know, they're of the same family yeah, of yeah. dead. I assume that dead hand is more closely related to the wall master though. That's true. Little hands. Yeah. I don't think those were in twilight princess either. I don't know. What I don't, were they I don't think so. Thinking? Not including the wall hands, it's just not in the complete game. Dead literally hand. unplayable. Unplayable, yeah, literally, literally unplayable. Not in canon. Not, not in not, the game canon. Man, now I have to know. That was a very synchronized drink you guys just took there. That was a little weird. It's just part of the team chat. It's just part of the team chat podcast. Just, just part of it. So my number two monster comes from a game that is fraught with monsters. Literally fraught. Uh, They're everywhere. In fact, it's part of your job. To get rid of these monsters. What? Ghostbusters the game for Nintendo 64. Yes. Monster yes. Hunter. Slimer. Nintendo DS. The slimy guy. The yeah. green dude is my favorite. Actually just watched Ghostbusters for the first time this weekend. <laughs> the what? original one. The original one. For the first time. The original, I've never seen the original what? one. How can that be? I feel like that movie I feel would like be I'm like explained. one of your favorites. Literally I, all people have seen I Ghostbusters. I feel like you would love that movie. I did love it. Yeah, it's it was great. a great movie. I think they, they Wait, so who's your favorite Ghostbuster? I have to say Egan. Egon. <laughs> that is, I don't remember. I don't it's know a the trick names. question. It's the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Th- see, that's not a ghost bus. Yeah, yes, it a is. Because <laughs> he a, goes. That's a ghost. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. You got jokes. <laughs> I got them. Got them for days. Now, we've explained this about how growing up I didn't. I wasn't allowed to see oh, all right. the classics. That's right. And so now I'm still playing a little bit of catch up. But I caught up. Jared's backlog. Big Jerk's backlog is like a Bible that he keeps. I think by his it bed. is. It is. Wait, it's so did huge. you cross it off? It's, yes. Good. It's it's crossed Good. off my backlog. I've now caught up to that classic. I see you just crossing it out. <laughs> I actually make a list of like all the movies I watch in a year. So that <laughs> That's one, good. That I, one did I get added that. to that one. But my ga- monster does not come from Ghostbusters, the game. I thought it I had comes, it. That would ex- good guess. Yeah. I like it, though. It comes from The Witcher 3. Oh, Ooh, that. Yes. Remember this? Okay. I actually totally blocked it out. <laughs> see? So surprise is still this new is and new fresh. information. But the monster that I wanted to talk about specifically is The Fiend. <gasps> Even though, as I said, The Witcher 3, you are a monster hunter, or in The Witcher series, you are a monster hunter. So you come across many different types of monsters, ghosts, ghouls, and goblins. But this one is The Fiend, which you first encounter, or at least I did in my game, in my playthrough, in the Crookback Bog. It was part of the... uh, Say it again. The Crookback Bog. Bog. Can you say it three times fast? Crookback bog, crookback bog, crookback bog. <laughs> okay, that was pretty good. <laughs> so you first encounter it there during the Bloody Baron quest line, or the quest lines that involve the Bloody Baron. And it's a pretty good quest line, right? It is. It's a really good quest line. In fact, it was. One, it's one of the favorite ones that I've come across so far. Um, and I've actually like have gone back kind of because I mean I, I'm still in my first playthrough of The Witcher 3. I have no idea when I'm going to get a second or third playthrough of The Witcher 3 to explore the many different quest lines of how it, it ended, but I looked it up like how it, because it ended one way and I was shocked and surprised and I wanted to see how it ended another way. But anyway, so you're going through this, through this box because you're trying to find the Bloody Baron's wife and daughter, or at, at this point, his wife. And so you're in this crowbat bog and you're, 
And while you're going through it with the Baron and his men, you're attacked by all the different kinds of monsters. There are the normal drowners that you fight, which are pretty much the most common monster that you'll come across in The Witcher. Uh, you get attacked by a couple times by some water hags, which are just a little bit harder than the that's drowners. What I, that's what I hope I come back as. A water hag. I want to be a water hag. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like it's already so close to my personality. I just need to be dead and have I feel some like that'd water. That would be just a really bad insult to a real person. You water hag. <laughs> like, oh, how dare you? I've played the witcher and I know they're terrible beasts. Can you imagine if you were at like a pool yeah. party yeah. and somebody called you a water, water hag? Like, this like, is appropriate. I'm in water. Yeah. I, I own it. was it. very rude what that gentleman said. I own this name. You hear that guy call that girl a water hag? <laughs> That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. You wouldn't even know what like, to do. Yeah. I, you is would, that bad? Oh, yeah. You would know that you'd been insulted, but you yeah. wouldn't know why. Exactly. And that's, those are the best that's insults good. of all. Yeah. Very true. Very <laughs> true. Like, think about it. But so you get to this village, and in this village, you are attacked by a horde of other creatures. So that, again, wave after wave of drowners and water hacks come through, and you think you've gotten through it. You think you've gotten through the very thick of it. And then all of a sudden, you hear a loud rumbling coming from the forest, <laughs> and out bursts the fiend. And so the fiend, I'd seen him in promotional art for the witcher before so i knew he was something to be scared of when he comes on to the into play oh, but i had, ne- had no idea that i was going to come into one so early relatively early on into the game my playthrough of the game but the fiend to describe him is and if you're on the video version obviously you're seeing pictures of all this stuff but in the audio we have to use <laughs> our words to paint you pictures we have to <laughs> but paint so the us fi- a picture the then, fiend yeah, Jared, let me close my eyes <laughs> Like a very large, to most basic description, looks like a very large deer, uh, but massive, like very oh, massive. Like, cute. <laughs> and so uh, it has like a lot of antlers. It has very strong teeth and big hooved, hooved feet. It's they like a demonic deer. Yeah, it's yeah. like a demonic, yeah. yeah, but just way bigger than deer. Yeah. And so, but then the big defining thing of the fiend is that it has three eyes. And the third eye That's has right. the power to hypnotize whatever it's fighting or it's prey. Mm, And so at points during this fight, it will try to hypnotize you. And if it's successful, it basically causes everything to be in fog. And the only thing you can see is the red eye of the third eye Mm. glowing red moving around. So you can't see any attacks that are coming at you. Mm -hmm. You can't see the fiend itself. You just see its eyes. You kind of just know I need to head in that direction. That's really cool. And so what was so memorable about this too, is that it just kind of, like I said, I was not expecting to have to fight this creature at this point. I figured the monsters I would come across would be, more drowners, more water acts just for the area that I was in. And especially some of these bigger monsters you don't come across unless you're doing a mission specifically to hunt that monster. Like at this point, I'd fought other like winged beasts and, and things like that in the game, but they were all because you were on a Witcher contract mission to kill this monster. So it was a, so it was a very uh, unexpected encounter and one that was very – it took me a long time to beat the Fiend because he was – also had a very big health bar. So. Of course he does. He's mm-hmm. massive, right? Yeah. Three uh, times I like the, the pictures health. that you showed us. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah. looking creature. Very much so. Well so designed. The, uh, the Witcher 3 looks fucking awesome. Dude, you need to I play really it missed out on the Witcher 3. You haven't missed out yet. Isn't it's still... it for Xbox 2? Uh-huh. Yeah. I could get it. What are you doing? I could do it. It's just a, it's an undertaking. Oh, it's it's a, it is. That's yeah. why I haven't finished it yet. Like I I, I'm, It's so big. And I've enjoyed literally every minute I've played of it. It's a great in terms of storyline, things to do, side quests, action, combat all of it is great it's great but it is a great. beast of a game yeah to undertake yeah. also very off topic a little bit i was watching somebody play the witcher 3 and i got a little motion sick really i don't know what huh. it is about that camera work but i was like i'm not actually it is sure. very fluid yeah i was like i'm not sure if i can play this because like especially if you're moving around as gerald a whole lot like because the, the call com- him gerald But it's but especially if you're jumping, if you're if you're dodging and and repositioning your camera to get better effects, like it can be a whole lot of just like moving. Uh It is a very fast. I think that's what like made me kind of sick. I was like, I'm gonna barf. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure, Gerald. No, (laughs) stop fucking moving. I don't think I can play that game. (laughs) Somebody else play it for me and tell me how it was. Yeah, so far it's it's uh, I've only heard good things. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a it's fantastic game. Um. But yeah, so in fact that that guy who's a uh, Danny O'Dwyer who's bit who 
formed Noclip and makes a bunch of game documentaries. Like he made a four part uh, series on the on the creation of Doom and stuff like that. He just yeah, came out with one on the development of The Witcher Three, and I want to watch it so bad. But I need to tweet at him or somebody or somebody who's watched it. If anybody's watched it, if it has story <laughs> anybody, <listening>. spoilers, <laughs> like. Does it? Because I want to watch it, but I also don't want the story spoiled because I am that invested in The Witcher. I would like to avoid as many spoilers as I can. How far are you through that game? I think I'm like 30, 40 hours in. Percentage-wise? Like 30%. Hasn't it been (laughs) eight years? How long is it going to take you to get through it? I think I bought it. it Two years ago at Black Friday, and I didn't, but I didn't start but playing you, until but a few yeah, months after that. But yeah, and you bounce that. around. I Bro, games. you got to sit down and finish that hey, game. I'm about, I know, but I've got. To, I had to play like. I mean, I I have no excuse. I should have fi- you finished have no it, excuse. but I've been bouncing around to a whole lot of other stuff. But anyway, enough about me. Let's Zach. go to my number two. Well, what's your huh? number two? Yes, I don't remember su- yours either. You. Oh, good. Okay. New information. See, it's all, <laughs> we should have got new. drunk before this episode. That would have helped. Oh. <laughs> then we could have forgot all. It's everything. never too late. <laughs> never True. too late. I have a shitload of my dog. Cut this real quick. We just come back. We're already six shots in. We're halfway gone. Okay, so the first time I mentioned this game. Actually, I don't know if that's true. The first time I mentioned this game was like episode four of games we love to hate. Oh, but uh, probably the time I did mention this game was for video game commercials and commercials mm. that we really liked. Advertisements. Talk okay. about good, Halo. A good episode. I remember us talking about this, but I still can't remember where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm genuinely. Okay. Halo came yeah. up. Uh, some this other is... game came up, and then this game came up. And I showed mm-hmm. you guys the TV ad, the 30-second ad, which <gasps> I still think is one of the best TV ads for a video a game ad. I've ever seen. I got it back. It's I'm the ready. classic original Gears of War. Mm. Yes. yes. Good game. And if you want to go game. watch the ad, you can YouTube it or take longer and go to our episode, <laughs> and you can see it there. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to do a quick plug right here Holy moly. It'd be a great uh, little, just going to fit this in. You can go watch the YouTube video (laughs) when you go, if you check out the episode 90 show notes on the newly launched teamchatpodcast.com. Oh, I forgot we were going to have cool new stuff. We have everything just curated. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, where is he going? I thought you were going to point up and be like, if you click this button. (laughs) No, that's too fancy. (laughs) You could do that, though. I could do that. I put a little box over Zach's face and just be like, if you go right boop here. (laughs) <laughs> you you click can that. click and watch the and watch that video there, but you yes. can even click the button. Not that I'm not saying you're doing this. But you can even click the button, and, and when you open up the video, it's right at the spot. You can oh do God. that. I you could can like do that. you can like Ooh. put just it right at the spot. Yeah, and then you can put another button. That's how you get them trapped in the that, YouTube I know. cycle. I know. Just, just going going all over the place. But yeah, so teamchatpodcast.com recently launched. It is your go-to place, number one spot outside of iTunes and YouTube to see every <laughs> single episode in a nicely curated place. Yes. It also is separated out by full episodes, bonusodes, oh. and bonus a page sodes. for show notes, which I am not retroactively going back to film because that will take me literally <laughs> forever. So we started Don't with ask. episode 89. <laughs> so screw you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But don't don't ask. You don't should tell. check that out, teamchatpodcast.com. Yeah. Now back nope. to Zach. You, will you go back to that episode and watch all our favorite video game advertisements? Ooh, yeah. They're all there. It but is, mine, one are. of mine was Gears of War where he's it's uh, him running through the streets, the hordes looking out through windows. It's rainy. He's a wa- you know, dilapidated city. Uh, what's the song? Mad World Mad World. playing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh. That's Donnie right. Darko. Oh, man. My 14-year-old son was like, this is so cool. It, and it's and great. It's still cool. It's still cool. great. It's still really cool. That song's a little overused now, but you know, it was much cooler when I like didn't know what that song Gears was. Gears of War did it first. Tears for Fears has the best version and the original version. So there, there you go. go. And um, anyways, at the end of that uh, little advertisement, you come across my number two monster. And when you enter a large, dark space and you see the eyes open up of the corpser. Mm. If you're not familiar with the corpser, it is uh, a creature used by the horde to burrow their tunnels because the horde lives underground. Ooh. And that's the whole thing about Gears. They come up through the ground. <laughs> they, they take over the city, right? Yep. And, um, oh, wait, is that the premise of that's it? That's the premise. They're, Did not know that. You know, do they come from elsewhere? Or are they just been, do they just... Did they come from elsewhere or were they just like dormant under the surface I don't know. of the earth? That's I a great... Remember. I don't know the lure it's been, Is it like Pacific Rim? Ooh, I never saw that movie. Ooh. What? Yeah, Guillermo, right? <sighs> Del Toro. I call yeah. him William of Bulls. GT. <laughs> <laughs> GT. GT. Yeah, no, we go back. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, uh, anyways, they belong to the horde somehow. They like have made them their little creature pets, mm-hmm. and they're they're massive. They have like twelve, maybe not twelve, but they have like ten legs. They look like they have two more than a regular spider. They look like <laughs> just creepy big spiders, and right. they have many many eyes. Like not just two or three, but like 
a hundred, you know, and they all light up orange in the night, and it's it's spooky. And uh, anyways, the first time you fight, I don't really remember like, the exact time you, you fight it in Gears, but I remember the the the, the one I remember is you're, you're kind of down in the the burrows down there where the, the horde is. Is that the right word? And, this makes it sound like a nice neighborhood. Yeah, the suburbs of the Bronx. Uh, <laughs> oh, we talked about this. How they have a booming economy they down there. They have a booming there. economy. There free market. Yeah, they're doing, yeah they're, we had a whole good. Bit. Because they are underground dwellers. It makes sense all that they have a strong economy. They're all gone. And, um, and it comes over in this, you know, this, you kind of hear and it comes over this rock and it's got the legs and everything. You're like, how in the fuck are you supposed to defeat this thing? And you feel that way a lot in Gears of War. Gears of War yeah, is very seriously. like, what the fuck? How am I going to get past <laughs> this? But you do because you get the, the Lancer, that chainsaw gun. And basically, as I mentioned before, it's, it's, it's actually kind of ironically anticlimactic the way to fight it because it kind of just blocks its face with its many legs. And you shoot a leg and it legs flies up and you shoot it in the face and you back it up, back it up. And you, like I said, you Lord of the Rings it and you put it on the bridge the and the knock the bridge down. <laughs> and as you do with any big creature, which is always fun for me, it's like how can you find inventive ways to actually beat a massive creature? Because right. they're huge. They're like, you know, 20 times bigger than, than the regular humanoids that you play. Um, but it's just a well-designed creature. I mean, it's it's in Gears of War in general. You can like I put it in my games. I love to hate because the later renditions like I got sick of, and I, I I didn't really buy the whole what was happening in the other ones. But there's there is what I do give credit to Gears is establishing a world and establishing it very concretely. Like yeah. this is what's happening. This is what the game looks and feels like. This is how. You know, it didn't feel like it felt very specific, you know, and with the horde and the villains, I also thought they did, you know, they did a good job with your enemies that you fight and to have the corpse in there just gave it like a whole level of scale. Yeah. You know, this is a massive army with massive creatures it's like that, you know, I'm probably going to butcher this, but aren't there like elephants in Lord of the Rings that they ride? Yeah, yeah oh, stuff yeah. like that. You elephants. Know? Yeah, what? Elephants. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah. They are called <laughs> elephants because Elefante. that is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it just it makes it feel like your enemy is very powerful. Yeah. And I like the corpse. It's a fucking cool, cool monster. Yeah. No, the, cor- the corpse. I remembered f- the fighting the corpse. For your next hard. birthday, yeah. I'm going to get you a little baby tarantula oh, named great. the corpse. Corpse. And you and can I'll keep him forever until <laughs> <laughs> he's full grown. <laughs> and then you can fight him underground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can just punch him to death. It's going to be fun. Supercharge your force power, your punches in you. I'm force sensitive. You'll be done. So (laughs) just before we go any further, you guys should know that. (laughs) Be careful what you say to me. I'm force sensitive. (laughs) Shoot lightning. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the only power I want is the emperor's like lightning hands. Yeah, while you're typing. It's your job. It's like she's using the force for something. <laughs> no, nor good for nor bad. Ultra productivity. Drive <laughs> that nasty, nastily worded email. <laughs> yeah. So, Mogan, what is your number two All monster? Right. So, I went above and beyond and thought of two new ones. Oh. So, this is totally new information. And luckily, I actually play, I think, of the majority of us, the most scarily themed games. I would agree yeah. with that. So, yeah. we kind of referenced it last time, but I said uh, that I didn't have anything from that particular series. We were talking about Dark Souls. Mm, yep. Technically, this is also not from Dark Souls. I keep getting confused because it's Soulsborne, <laughs> as we it's all from, know. It's, is it from yeah. its predecessor? No, it's from Demon Blood. It's, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm making fun of the series. It's from Bloodborne. So how much fear do you have in your soul when I say the name Blood Queen Yarnum. A lot. Mm. A lot. Because that sounds amount. terrifying. It sounds pretty terrifying. Blood Queen gives me yeah. jitters, but Yarnum. I know, right? See, that's always <laughs> what gets me. Yarnum. Because what Yarn. I always think of is Yarn Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> like Yarn, and he's Yarnum. so cute. And I'm like, really? Yarnum? Yeah. And I could be I'm saying sure it, it completely something. wrong, but like every time I see her name in writing, I'm like, Blood Queen. Maybe Yarnum. you have to emphasize the um, so it's like Yarnum. Yeah. Yarnum. Maybe you do. Yarnum. And they, Yarnum. they Yarnum. always Yarnum. talk really Yarnum. weird in Blood. Board. So like all like of the narrators, Yarnum. yeah, Yarnum. all the NPCs. Does she scream? Oh, well, we're gonna get to that. Sure. <laughs> so, Blood Queen Yarnum, I will go on ahead and say I've never actually beaten her myself mm. because she is one of the hardest bosses in the game and even getting to her like everything in bloodborne is an un is just a relentless challenge so there are these things in bloodborne called the chalices and in order to get even to blood queen yarnum who has the fifth chalice i think you have to already have gotten the other four in order so i think the first chalice you get by 
uh, beating another monster. I can't remember what its name is. But then the other three, numbers two through four, you get through dungeons. All of Bloodborne is dungeons, 100% of it. So it's Mm -hmm. just an endless challenge of sadness and dying and having to go back a thousand paces and hours back because you died freaking small fries because (laughs) everything in that game is so hard. And then you finally get all the chalices and then eventually you have to beat this thing I think you have to beat her first called the wet nurse. Oh, it's awful. Oh, yeah, it's really gross. And so at Normally the, that's the thing of comfort. But normally, when you associate with the world of Bloodborne, wet nurse sounds yeah, like something I don't want to be associated with. Especially when you associate with. with somebody named Blood Queen Yarnum or Yarnum, however we're going to say it. It's even scarier. So you initially see the Blood Queen kind of as a side event. I think you might even be able to miss it depending on whether or not you're looking for her. She shows up at the end of one of the bosses you've just been beaten and she's like kind of sitting and crying and like you hear her crying and you're like what's happening and then she goes away and you're like okay that was weird easy boss easy boss and then eventually you do find the last chalice assuming you actually bothered to get all of them and then you go and fight blood queen yarnum and she is totally white like everything about her is perfectly white her skin is marble white she's very very tall she's very thin and sallow she's she's dead basically right and she's wearing like a huge frilled corded ruff like in ye olden times Mm -hmm. like bloodborne times and what looks like a wedding dress but all down the front kind of in the womb area is all blood so Uh it's like you already know when you see her something bad has happened there and what's amazing about her is how little people really know of concrete information because, yeah, that's her. Ooh, Ooh isn't Creepy. she terrifying? Yep, yeah. I don't like that. She's awful. So in addition to being a stupidly hard boss, what makes her really interesting is all of the lore that surrounds her. So in the Bloodborne series, there are these things. Uh, it's very Cthulhu. It's like the Great Old Ones or the Old Ones or whatever they're called. And they're basically like the big bads of the Bloodborne series in the lore. Mm-hmm. And the mythos is kind of like hey, we're pretty sure that Blood Queen Yarnum, because she existed like thousands or hundreds of years ago, however long ago. So she's one of like the original people of kind of your entire gaming lore. Uh, the idea is that she was gifted with a child, kind of like a Virgin Mary situation, hmm. where she just sort of became with child, presumably and that child became an old one. So the idea is she had a baby and it was taken from her because it was this old one. And it's like, it wow, destined to be that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. Everything about what you just said is awful. I don't like and it. And that's partially why you have to fight the wet nurse before then because it's all kind of leading up to this stuff. But of course it's Bloodborne. They never explain any of this in detail. You have to like... St- be just insanely looking for it in order to put any of this information together. But all of her fight is horrendous. So at certain points in the fight, I think you can become stunned and she will do something really weird when you hear a baby's cry. Like, even during her fight, you can, like, hear the wails of a baby sometimes. It's just like, oh, my God, all of this is really, really horrible. And all of her attacks are based on blood. She'll just kind of spew blood at you. And if you come into contact with it, you get super poison. It's not just regular poisoning. You get super poison. It's super poison. (laughs) I think they have a different word for it, but I don't know what it is. She has a thing called a blood sword. And whenever she slams her blood sword into the ground, these spikes, oh, poison blood come out of the ground and just, like, insta kill you and it's like this is great everything about <laughs> this, a great is great. I this game a lot yeah yeah this, this is so much fun so blood queen yarnum is one of the ones that i think of as being a aesthetically horrific like just in her imagery and i love the way they designed her and b she's like a horror in and of herself in the lore of the gaming deep deep down in the lore of the gaming nice. i think she's even optional I don't think you have to fight her. But you chose to anyway. But you choose to. She's also notably the only boss that gives you a gold trophy if you do manage to beat her. Oh, really? I will never get that gold trophy. Huh. She's decided to pass on that fight. Yes. Go, go <laughs> around. Like I'll go the, the other way. Much <laughs> like the fifth chalice, I will never be getting that gold trophy. It's She'll just turn like, around. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's Blood Queen Yarnum. Nice. You've Blood all learned Queen something today. Yarnum. 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 Just gonna call her Yarnum. Yarnum. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue slightly. Rolls easier. off the tongue so nicely. <laughs> all right, well, before we hit up our number ones, 
Let's get a little bit of news with the moment it's with Morgan. All right, Morgan. I got some news. Got some games for everybody. So actually, <laughs> I recently I saw something just today that was cracking me up. So how much of the controversy have you been keeping track of with the uh, Wolfenstein marketing campaign? Only that as much as that I've heard that they've started to make it very pointed to to neo Nazi like being against neo Nazis and white supremacists and a, like oh really uh, I, I even saw one today that was just like this might be what you're about to talk about so oh it's okay. not on here go ahead okay so it's so it was basically it was like a 10 second Instagram video that was just like are you a Nazi in all bold text <laughs> and then it shows a Nazi in game being slow motion just punched just in the punched face. Punched right what? in the face. And then it immediately goes to get the fuck out. Yeah, it just what? says GTFO. It's excellent. That's awesome. And so I bring that up. I'm glad you saw that video. Do you know who did that music? Mick Gordon? The guy who did Doom. Yes. Yes. So, so that's actually where I saw it is Mick Gordon posted that video. And nice. everybody was like, love you, man. Love you, Mick. Everything about this is excellent. Mick Gordon makes some great tunes. <laughs> I know. He makes some great Nazi punching tunes. Mm. So I am even more excited about that game now than I was because of the music. Because even just that 10-second clip, it was really good I remember stuff. the. I don't remember if he did the music for Wolfenstein The New Order or not. Um, but that, that game had some great music. I think he did. I think he's kind of like Bethesda's go-to guy right now yeah. for their, for their more, uh, shootery games like that. Yeah. Cause he, he's a real talent. Oh, he's so good. But in other non-neo-Nazi punching related news, which I guess we'll have to make a new segment just for non-neo-Nazi punching related news. Mm-hmm. As uh, long as Wolfenstein's a thing. As will. long as Wolfenstein's a thing. Coming out October 17th, when this airs, we've got Gran Turismo Sport for PS4. Nice. We have a ro- You don't even care. That one, <laughs> that one I'm pretty sure. Hey, I'm the only one here that plays racing games. You are, you are. I'm pretty sure that one also is supposed to be released in PSVR. Ooh, that'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. You could lose your mind. (laughs) I want to play Mario Kart in VR. That'd be fun, too. That would be cool. hell of fun. I played Mario Kart 8 over the weekend with some good friends of mine. It's a good game to spend some time on. It was very fun. Are you King Boo? No. Really? I was Link. Nice. Good choice, good Mm -hmm. choice. I usually change between either Donkey Kong or Shy You have to pick your car to get the best car and i was like i pick off. based on how cool i <laughs> <Yeah>. look <laughs> always that's the best way if to play, it doesn't to face match the game. aesthetic that i'm going for i'm not gonna do it uh so we have rogue trooper redux for ps4 xbox one and pc also the 17th south park the fractured but whole ps4 xbox one and pc october 17 wwe 2k18 woo for stuff age of empires definitive edition for mm. pc october 19th so which that's coming. unless i got updated I shared this before. Oh, that's right. This Damn one got, it. No, that's all right. This <laughs> yeah. one got delayed now to spring 2018. That's right. Because I remember this seeing the, the, the news about. when it came up. They were just like six days before scheduled release. Right. Age of Empires Definitive Edition. Has that's been a great moved. example of how much I block out from these sessions. You know, <laughs> you, you, spit the no, you spit the truth, you spit the knowledge, and then you and move then on I with your life. And then I just shove it right out of my brain. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors coming to the Switch October 20th. And then a little further down the line, Destiny 2 is coming to PC the 24th. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, of course, at the end of this month mm-hmm. for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch, nice. October nice. 27th. Nice. And Wolfen- Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. October 27th is going to be it's a gonna great be a day. Good day. Everybody, it's got something for everybody. It really does. It does. It does. Because it's got Wolfenstein. Except Nazis. Yep, that's true. Wolfenstein. That game looks. I'm, uh, that game looks. I want to finish, finish the new but, order uh, before I play that one. And I'm really pissed because I bought the new order used from GameStop and the disc doesn't work. So that's fun. You know, this is how you're never going to get out of your backlog. I know. Just start moving on to other stuff. I know. But like just certain be like, series, I just like it. to know. Like, I just like to know the background. Google but, uh, it. But yeah, so you got that. You got that. I per, for me personally, like we have uh, Mario on on pre order. Sam and I are gonna enjoy the hell out of that I game. Am, I'm, I'm I also did excited. take the leap and pre order Assassin's Creed Origins, so I'll be getting Whoa. both games on that day. Holy moly. And for those who are fans of the show, Stranger Things season two starts that day too. Oh yeah! Oh man, it's gonna be a busy weekend. It's a busy weekend. And for everybody that may or may not be aware, the new fancy branch of the Austin Public Library opens Whoa. on the twenty eighth. Oh, Just well, there you go. <laughs> 
For those who like books. <laughs> oh, right. Books are for chumps. Uh-oh. Never mind. She, she I hate that libraries. She loves, that she loves books. And she goes to the library I'm and keeps up with books and the... library news enough to know when the new one opens in Austin. Wow. <laughs> enough to be going. <laughs> so. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> They're having a grand opening. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap this episode up with our number one. Rock on. All right. And who wants to go first oh, with their number one? I just went. So I don't know why you guys are I'll looking at it. me. I'll do it. <laughs> Go okay. for Mr. Parks. So for my numero uno comes from a well-beloved series, Mogan's favorite series of all time. Mm. Now, do you not remember? Do Call you of remember? Duty. She loves Call of Duty. Call of Duty. There's a boss in Call of Duty. <laughs> I was like, when to Call of Duty? <laughs> I was uh, like, I don't remember this either. <laughs> it comes from the only one of two games that I've played in this series, The Legend of Zelda. Did we really talk about uh, this? Yes. We did indeed. Last time. Breath, yeah. of, the, Breath of the Wild. Straight up. Oh! Yes. I was like, no, we didn't. And I didn't. kept saying Elefante. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. it's, I think it was Varuta. Is that the name? Varuta, yes. Varuta. Oh, yes. Lovable Sa- Varuta. Varuta. Uh, it's a monster, sort of. And I chose it as my number one because I think the first 30 to 40, hour, 40 hours of Breath of the Wild is just unbelievably great, like masterpiece quality. And we all know about how I think it severely falls off, but that's a different topic for a different uh, podcast. Probably. You want to hear about some of that? Check I was going to say, in fact, if you go back to episode... <laughs> if you go back to the what Team Chat write? Podcast, yeah. what is on teamchatpodcast.com. God, six, I, can't, I can't tell you what episode 62 is. The one we had Glenda either. on was episode 70 or 71. Then yeah. that was the one. Maybe that was Because we it. talked about it in... Yeah. Like, we yeah. talked about it with Glenda. Yeah. But... Yeah. Varuta is the first divine beast that I went to. So that's still very early in the game for me. And you go up to, um, God, what's the whole like kind of trajectory? You're kind of in the meadows and then Prince. Prince Sidon. Come on, Sidon. Poseidon. Remember, yes, put Sidon. the words together with Prince your brains. Sidon uh, beckons you to come up to, uh, I'm blanking on, uh, Zora's Domain. Yes. And uh, you go up through this uh, cliff and you're fighting and it's wonderful and, and really none of the, I didn't really get that sense from the other ones. Like really Varuta was like the one that gave me the most complete experience in mm. Breath I mean, of the Wild. I would say that even just getting up to Zora's it's Domain a, and Varuta was, mission it was also really difficult it's because hard. all of those enemies were using electrically based yep. weapons and it and was like, oh my God. Me, and it's you know? raining and there's like puddles and if you're in the puddle yeah. when a lightning arrow hits one, you're yeah. dead. You're just dead. And you get up there and, and, and we talked about this, like, everyone hates you up there. Yes. No one likes you. You're like the champion that yeah. like disappointed and it's just interesting. You're like, whoa, what is going on? It's beautiful. I mean, the, the Domain itself is just gorgeous, and they I talk about. Zor- no, wait, never mind. That's not where I want to live. That's not where I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm retiring to Hateno. No. <laughs> oh yes, yes Hateno Village, beautiful country. Oh, well, I agree there. A and, fine uh, place to retire. Booming economy. We need your help. He's like, no, I'm set up shop here. <laughs> Anyways, you get up, and uh, Varuta is in the uh, above a waterfall, and he's up in this big lake, and you go with Sidon, and you go and you do this crazy mission to get on get onto it, and it's huge. The scale of it's massive. That's what's so fun about it. It's just how big it is, and in and of itself, it's like a dungeon, and it turns, and the trunk comes. You have to manipulate the whole beast in order to like so it fight looks, it. It looks like an elephant. It is, yeah. yeah it, it like moves like an elephant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's, a giant, but it's made of stone, oh, okay. magic stone. Yeah, like stone. super. Uh, it's like magic. sandstone. Yeah, but magic. But it's like glowing. Yeah, it's like there's like glowing parts. Yeah, <laughs> got it, it can got move it. and it has a will of its own, kind of. But it's being manipulated by Ganon. Yeah, so while you're in it, actually, it's kind of scary because like, there's all of these black, inky tendrils yeah, everywhere that are parts eyeballs. of Ganon. Yeah, yeah there's it's, eyeballs. It's infected by yeah, evil, yes. and it's been turned evil. So you have to fix it and. You have to you turn the inside of its belly, and it's huge. Like a whole map is in there, and then you have to find a map. That's the first thing you have to do, just to navigate how to get around yeah. it. And then the trunk comes in, and you can spray water onto the inside. And that's a big part. It's like getting it filled with water, and and it's just like a super magical moment of fight, like meeting it. We're not meeting, you know, getting to it, fighting it, manipulating it, and finally, when you do defeat it. It turns good, and it and it's a great little cutscene when it gets oh, in place to aim. Scene. It's you know I don't think it uses its trunk, but it, it aims its like eyes. <laughs> no, or, wait, does, does it? it like I don't think it shoots out of its trunk. Oh, I don't come think. Come on, it must. It'd be funny if it did. That'd be really funny <laughs> if it did. Now well, I, I really need to know. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> and it aims it at the castle. But yeah, it's a um, that just that that mission going up there is is really what Breath of the Wild excelled in. That 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 first thirty hours for me was just unbelievably fun and. Yeah, that the the elefante and the elefante. <laughs> I like that we're using Elba. its Spanish name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know why I like saying that. Uh, Breath of the Wild and yeah, Veruta. That's just a great. I mean, there's 
I guess it's a monster. Yeah. Yeah, mechanical beast. It's a monster it in its own it. way. It's in its own way. And I mean, to the people, to the Zora themselves, even though they're fish, and I thought this was ridiculous, the whole problem with Varuta is that it's acting up and spewing a bunch of water, yeah. which is going to drown the Zora, and I'm like, false. Wait, you are you fish out. people. Plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plot hole. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So, we'll go back around this way at the table. My number one. <laughs> well, it's always easier for somebody else to finish, so then I don't have to like finish it, then try to go immediately naturally into the clothes. You know, it just works out better some ways. Sure. It's the it's the sure it's just how it just. goes. But so my number one comes from Resident Evil Five. Resident okay, Evil. I remember yes, this part. I, I was here for this. this. I was here. So for I know this. that Resident Evil Four is held in high regard as the as the favorite of the series, the golden child of the series, but Resident Evil 5 is where I began. See, I did not choose in this case to start at the beginning and play through to the end, thus increasing the size of my backlog. I decided to jump right in with Resident you Evil did. 5. Yeah, you did. And this uh, this monster, or infected human, whatever you want to call it, in the game they refer to as Magini, when you you interacted with this one fairly early in the game, it's you're in this Africa, this village in Africa, and you're you've been attacked. You've discovered that there is an outbreak of a of a disease, the Las Plagas virus, and you are trying to fight it and obviously try to figure out where it came from. And so you're playing as Chris Redfield, or if you're in multiplayer or whatever, you can also be his uh, Shiva Alamar. And so you can play as the, as those two people. And so you're going through the city, running away, trying to reconnect with another force of soldiers. And you come up this long staircase to a closed gate. And if you've played Resident Evil at all, you know that long periods of nonviolence mean a period of violence is coming yes. soon. It does. And so as you get close <laughs> to this life. gate, just life. <laughs> you hear it goes to a cutscene, and you see the feet of this Mangini walking, walking towards the gate. And then it slowly pans up and shows that he's holding a chainsaw. And then it stands up more and shows that this genie has a completely, like, his head is completely wrapped, except for, like, a, a cutout where his eye is, that his eye is really kind of, like, bulging out of. So you're getting the sense that maybe this sack is holding his head together kind of thing because <laughs> it's it's mutated so much. And it fires up the chainsaw, cuts through the, the holds of the gate, and kicks it in and comes after you, slowly, menacingly holding this chainsaw up above his head. And... Up to this point, there had been a few hard, uh, few hard enemies in Resident Evil Five, but this one was very difficult because you could unload into him and it would do nothing. After being killed many a time, I realized that, as with many in- enemies, the head is the weak spot. And Were you really not shooting at his head? No, I was, but I was <laughs> like, shoot. But <laughs> the thing about Resident Evil, about sorry. Resident Evil games, is in, in survival <laughs> horror games, is they don't supply you with a no, and you can't huge amounts of, of ammo. Exactly. Evil, right? So you're trying to be very specific about where you're shooting at. So I didn't want to just unload into it. But I <laughs> no. finally figured out that you could shoot either these <laughs> explosive <laughs> barrels <laughs> and thing, explosive barrels or shoot it in the head. Use your fists! Use the force, Jared! <laughs> force sensitive. In extreme <laughs> situations, that's always the best route it to is. <laughs> But anyway, so this, I just remember this one because of how hard it was to fight him because this is one of the monsters that I, you just, you could go for a while and you could shoot it, which would stun it, which then you can run up and like, uh, Punch it, actually. Uh, <laughs> do see, I was right. More damage Judo to jump. it. But the thing about it is it, it just was such a long fight. It took forever to fight it. And the, uh, before we recorded this, or previously, <laughs> I was I watched like a gameplay video of it because I wanted to remember the specifics of it. And even then, this wasn't like a major boss of the game, but it still took the player five over five minutes to get through it and to defeat this guy wow. just because of how much firepower and explosions and punching you had to do to get it down. And of course, while you're trying to fight this thing, other, other Mangini are coming, the more common Mangini are coming to try to fight you. And it just creates this chaotic situation. And of course you're trying to unload in its head, but you're also trying to be conservative with your ammunition. And it just is a hard fight. And that dude, like pretty much if he gets to you, it's, it's done. It's like, game over. It's pretty much oh, game yeah, over. Oh, yeah, you told us he'll chop you in half. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, it's nice it's and grass. Nice and plants gruesome. that, that chainsaw right in your neck and Ooh. starts hacking. You know, that's pretty much how Ooh. it goes. I there hope was, that's there how was I a go. Yahoo question of like, what's the what's the scientific term for fear of chainsaws? And the best answer was common sense. <laughs> 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 that was funny. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and so you run into the chainsaw <laughs> genie a few other times. <laughs> You run into the Chainsaw and Genie a few other times of the game, and later on you're on this like abandoned oil rig, and you have to fight two or three of them at a time, oh, and it, it it was brutal. And like those are the two the two parts of the game that I remember being stuck on the longest was mm. trying to figure out how to defeat all these guys without completely depleting every single bit of ammunition that I had. So for that reason, Chainsaw and Genie, 
sticks to mind number one for Resident Evil 5. You know what's interesting? I did a little bit more research about Resident Evil 5 because I'd never played it. Yeah. And I found that a lot of hardcore fans of the Resident Evil series, their primary gripe about 5 was that it was too much of a departure from the survival. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not as yeah. much survival yeah. horror yeah, as it is just more of an action yeah, game. And that's but it's what, still incorporate, it yeah. still incorporated the... Some mechanics of survival horror, like having low supplies, yeah. and so, but yeah, no, it's it's very much like there was four, which is you know the pinnacle of the series, and then it goes to five, which still sold a lot and was a very successful game, but it was very much a departure from the survival horror aspect of it, and more into like the action adventure side of Resident Evil. I feel Evil. like the hardcore fans were probably like five bullets. That's excessive. <laughs> Who can get yeah. this many bullets? I can make one. your own bullets. I need one bullet <laughs> and a swift payment. You have to become a you master blacksmith. <laughs> Seriously, get one bullet. Got to go back to the forge. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, better aim really well. Seriously. All right, so I also thought of a new sort of, you know, no, it's it's new to you enough. All right. A new number one that is actually one of my favorite enemies, period, from any game. But they are pervasive to the series and its title, namesake. Uh-huh. Can you guess it? Hold on. Hold on. I feel like it's going to be something fairly... Like- um, I'll give you a hint. It's something that I've been playing recently. So tuned. Rack your brains. I'm thinking Metroid. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's nice. Metroid. Well nice. done, <laughs> sir. So points. Is, points is, for Jared. Points for Lord <laughs> Jared. So power. it is, in fact, the Metroids themselves. Oh. And that's because huh. one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, because I haven't, I haven't played much of that series. <laughs> Snorlax. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I haven't touche. played that series, I always thought. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought Metroid was like the planet or the system. No, you uh, don't. Know. No, oh, I haven't played the series. So I haven't played the series. So I will show you a Metroid. So there are actually a couple. Of, they're a cute. couple. They are cute. They're like they're jellyfish. Really cute. They're like little <laughs> nasty jellyfish. They're so Metroid adorable. That's a great name. It that's really a, is. That's a great name. That is a good Metroid name. So Prime. let's just look for Metroids themselves. So the most common iteration of a Metroid is this. Oh, okay. So this yeah, is actually called a larval yeah. Metroid. I've seen those. Cute. So this is also like a baby Metroid. Um, this is actually a more uh, high definition picture than what you normally get in the games. A little more pixelated. So they, they don't normally look yeah, this good. Yeah, I was going to say, that looks a little gross. <laughs> they it's normally too much look detail. a little bit more adorable than yeah. that. Oh, here's a cute one. See, now oh, it's a little okay. bit there more There you pudgy. go. Gotcha. Yeah. There we I got go. You. That just, was from like a profile view, so it didn't look it. as cute. Bad side. Whereas, yeah, that was his bad side. Whereas since most of the games uh, are usually either 2D or they're coming right at your face, you're very much from a full frontal view. Mm-hmm. So anyways, the Metroids are the scourge of the universe right after the space pirates. And those two things are very closely interconnected because the space pirates are kind of the reason we still have the Metroids. Got it. So I don't know how much you know about the Metroid series, but Samus is a, she's like a space bounty hunter Mm -hmm. and she's basically hunting down space pirates her whole life because they killed her family and whatever. Got it. But the Metroids are always there to get in her way because the space pirates, they want to control everything. They want to dominate the universe. And so one of the things that they're using to make that happen is they continue throughout the series to experiment on Metroid DNA and continue to create them as bioweapons. So those little larval Metroids that you see, they're so cute. And sometimes they don't even attack you immediately. They might be in the distance. You're like, oh, hey, little Metroid. And then they turn and see you and they're like, yeah. You're like, no, I just wanted to be friends with you. But they're really fun to fight because one of the things that they'll do is much like dead hand they will latch onto you mm-hmm. and the only way you can really get a metroid off of you is you have to go into your morph ball mode oh. and then you have to use your little morph ball bombs to kind of splat them off of you yeah and then you can come out of your morph ball and then continue to shoot them with missiles they're weak to ice it's all kinds of fun stuff but those are like the baby metroids when they begin to grow up they become a manifestation of different horrors of the universe so let's look at a couple of other fascinating metroid species uh first of all how cute is that there you go that's so kind of cute. cute it's adorable that's an old school metroid but let's look at the omega metroid so there's a bunch of different types of metroids leading up to these creatures but like that's an omega metroid 
Oh, they're go. huge, horrendous monsters. Yep. They're like, like a mutated T-Rex they're like there. 80 times the size of Samus. And you're just like, this is terrifying. And then even beyond that, there's a Metroid queen. Okay. I have in the little bit that I played of the Metroid game for GameCube. I remembered playing, I believe against the a queen. Oh yeah. So the queen is usually like the end game of the game. And she kind of looks like, depending on what iteration you're playing, a really big crocodile <laughs> to okay. a certain extent. She looks a little, derpy in some of them but in other games she looks really badass all the time but she will murder you to pieces yeah. as will all of the metroids and what's great about them especially is i draw a lot of parallels to uh the alien series mm. is oh, why okay. i kind of think of them as being very scary they even kind of have a similar backstory how familiar are you guys with the uh, prometheus and covenant the Ish. height of the Alien series, unpopular opinion. I'm just kidding. They're really not. They're universally abhorred. Right. That's But so the idea is that, uh, so Samus was raised by this race called the Kozo. Some people say Chozo no, and they I are wrong. This. Yeah, you remember that. They're wrong. This. So the Kozo actually kind of, they made the Metroids in the first place. And it's actually like a big scary reveal when you figure that out. Spoiler alert, everybody. Because the Kozo were trying to create a solution to a different problem called the parasites. So they were like, well, what if we make a bioweapon? And they made the Metroids. Like, oh. they're the source of the problem. And it's like, oh, our own people, our Samus's own people created the weapon she spent all of her time fighting. So it's really interesting how they're woven into it's a the nice lore. Story. Yeah. And how technically they would have gone extinct, except that the space pirates got a hold of their DNA. Yarg. So, yeah. Now, what are you going to do? Space pirates, pirates, right? Gotta love them. <laughs> and how you always come across the Metroids themselves is really atmospheric and fun, because you're usually entering a dark lab. None of the lights are on. You have to go into, like, your X-ray visor mode or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you'll kind of hear them floating around because you can hear the scary noises they make. And then, like, one will just come at, come at you from nowhere. And it's always, like, a very jump scare kind of situation. Or they bust out of their... Uh, tubes, Ooh. their test tubes where they were living, and then they get you. Nice. Mm. They're just an excellent part of the series. Wouldn't nice. be the same without them, obviously, because they named him for him. Namesake of the series. Name of the series. Mets. That is why they sit at Mogan number one. Top Mogan's number one. Favorite mental monsters. All right. Well, that is quite the gambit of monsters that we have shared with us today. Obviously, please let us know what your favorite monsters are. We love to hear about what everybody else enjoys from these from games similar to these. So send those, if you want to, to the, our email, teamchatpockets.gmail.com. Write a post on our Facebook. Send us a tweet. Or, you know, right below in the comments of the YouTube video. That concludes <laughs> this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Sayonara. And to my left... Zachary Parks. Peace. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. All right, everybody. Here is the song contest for this week. The hint is a view you can circle. One more time. A view you can circle.